This is Thomas Gosson of Mind's Eye, the web series, and you're listening to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Computer status report. Don't blink. Don't even blink. Blink and you're dead. No! Wrong! Good evening, everybody. It's TalkCast81, and tonight we're celebrating the spring ovular bird embryo consumption celebration. So everybody, Madison, deep in Area 51 at the underground sub-level 21 combination Godiva chocolate factory outlet and Godiva and Victoria's Secret chemicals for androids factory, I am the dome. <laughs> Joining the talk, <laughs> sorry about that. Joining the TalkCast tonight, the chocolate-covered strawberry peep herself. Welcome, Kriana. Chocolate covered peeps. <laughs> <laughs> Holy zombie Jesus! <laughs> From the four color vault of comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, it's Mr. Cadbury Cream himself, Illustrator X. Bok, 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 And our own green M&M, the dead redhead. At your beck and call, mistress. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> from Outpost Gallifrey, risen from the dead, the man with the zombie flavored bubblegum, it's Captain Segway himself, awake by Java. Maybe. Maybe. Who smuted his microphone. <laughs> and you will never know my ri- witty retort. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, guys, it's going to be one of those nights. It's been that way for the hour warm-up prior to. You know, if this was like Oprah on the o- OWN network right now, they would have had the car. one hour. You get a car. Sorry. <laughs> Everybody gets free m M&M. and Does that mean Anyway, tonight, we're going to welcome back to... Tonight, we welcome back Thomas Gofton of the Mind's Eye to talk about the end of season one, what a terrific season it's been, and what's coming up for him and Sin Studios. We will at the Be that as it may. Well, in the second half hour. He's yes. not on right now. So, Thomas, if, if listening right now, finish the poo poo platter. Enjoy your dinner. <laughs> we'll be with you at 8 30. Because right now, unfortunately, we have to start off with a kind of a, a Sad note. Kind of a sad note? That, kind of a sad note? Well, it's very a sad, sad note. Okay, it's, it's a very sad note. Elizabeth Sladen, and if you don't know who she is... Screw you. X. Who's Elizabeth Sladen? <sighs> Elizabeth Sladen played Sarah Jane Smith, widely regarded as the Doctor's best companion of all time. Uh, she was the doctor's companion. She bridged the gap between the John Pertwee and the John Baker era, and Tom she, she uh, will what? Tom Baker. That's what I said. You said I John, John Baker, Baker. Actually, you, sweetheart. You said, you said John, John Baker. I am so upset. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, I thought I took the Briggs passing bad, but uh, this came right out of left field. No, every comment I've heard starts off with, I didn't even know she was sick. She was only 63 when she passed away, mm. and she just 
was the heart and soul of Doctor Who. And anyone who saw her in the when she came back for the David Tennant era understands awesome. that she can she hold awesome. her own. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And on she, top of that, that's when they spun her off into her own series, the Sarah Jane Adventures. The second spin-off right. series. Right. Yes. And, and I've got to tell you, it started off as what I thought was this kind of like, you know, light, kitty, silly. And the more I watched it, the more I really liked it. And I didn't know Elizabeth Sladen. I, I, that area era of who is not something that I was really in tune with. And uh, wow. It was I always, just a shock. Yeah, she, um, the, one of the reasons uh, she's so well-loved, she, she gave an interview once where she said she approached her character as like her and the doctor were best friends in first grade in a sandbox. And you know that when you're best friends with someone at that age, you will stick by them through thick and thin and go on whatever adventures. And no matter how mad you are at them, you know you're going to be eating lunch the next day and everything will be fine. And she was really the first companion to really be an equal of the doctors. And it, oh, God. One of the greatest lines in the series, I think, was when she sees him in the David Tennant episode and the first lines out of her mouth were, I thought you died. Yeah, Because there could that. not possibly have been any other reason for her, him to have left her behind. Wow. And it was like, oh, God. Oh, I and feel what, what terrible we, that we will, I will never get, there's another hero I will never get to meet. And what makes it especially touching is she dies in the same week that the sixth season of Doctor Who begins. Uh, That's kind right. of That's lays right. a damper upon it, unfortunately. I wonder if they're going to acknowledge that in the episode. I know yeah. that, if they'll dedicate the episode to her or not. I know that they acknowledged it on BBC One when it aired earlier today because they aired a... Uh, a special uh, called My Sarah Jane, a, tri- a tribute to That's Elizabeth good. Slade. Aww. And I, I understand it was quite touching. I haven't had a chance to see it, and I do want to see it. But, uh, wow, it's a damn, damn, damn shame. But, having but said that, Doctor having Who said starts that, tonight. Doctor Who starts tonight. You know, we are the opening act for. (laughs) I approve of your segue. segue. (laughs) And and if you don't approve of our segue, what will it sound like? Uh, Well, there's a couple Uh, things, but it might be this. It might be this. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm I'm messing with your head now because that's not what we talked about. We talked about. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Okay. It, it could be this and suckety, 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 suckety. or it might be this <laughs> I don't know it or, it could, or it could be this Bazinga who knows, who knows? <laughs> of course the, the real um, thing that's going to mess with our heads or the things that should mess with you the audience, our, our lovely audience's heads is the fact that we are sitting here doing a podcast when we could be watching Doctor Who no, it Why hasn't aired yet, yet, and we Somebody don't do illegal things. Illegal, things. Wink, illegal wink, things. wink, 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 wink. That's right. We love our audience. 
It's not on until nine o'clock on BBC America. Yeah, oh, I'm, you're yeah. right. I'm sorry. My flight doesn't leave for another twenty minutes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'm a little concerned about Doctor Who because of the changes in setting that they're going through. But I, I get concerned with the start of every season. Karen Gillan really was on uh, really Craig Ferguson. Yeah, I know. Craig, she, she was on Craig Ferguson last night. And just her bubbly, wonderful self. And she she did a wonderful interview. Wahoo. Tap and that the, ass. Tap that ass. <laughs> for those Woo-hoo! of you who see it, it should be available on Hulu. Uh, and, you know, if we can find it on YouTube, I'll post it up on the website. Because it was it was just an amazingly cute episode. She, and, you know, she got so excited when she saw the uh, the TARDIS on his desk. Wait, wait, wait. Did Chris Hardwick show up? Hardwick show up? No, that would have actually made it perfect. Did Secretariat, <laughs> show, Secretariat show, up? show up? Yes, twice, actually, in that episode. <laughs> Who's that at the door? Sorry. Sorry. Oh, my. You need that music. So we can do that at the door. I know. I know. And and the doorbell sound. Okay, peanut gallery. This is your new job. Get me that music and the doorbell sound. Go. <laughs> In another piece of Doctor Who news, I see John Delancey is joining Torchwood. Woo! Wow! That cannot but fail to be awesome. Fail to be awesome. Segway, segway. I don't. Was that a segue? I mean, we're still talking about Doctor Who. Okay. Well. Okay. I liked it. I I liked it. I don't think that anyone will fail to like John at, on uh, on Torchwood. I, I mean, I, I wonder I'm what he's going to play. Probably I'm some hearing dick. more and more some things. <laughs> it's what he does best. Come on. Come on. He's a How many seasons did he play Q on every conceivable Star Trek franchise? <laughs> Come on. And, he's going to be a dick. Yeah. And it's going to be but awesome. He's, but be he's awesome. a fantastic actor, and he yeah. always does a good yeah. job being a dick. Oh, absolutely. 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 And we he love, is him one love him for it. Good dick. That's a good day. <laughs> oh my! Okay. Uh, you, know, you know what other sound effect I need? Is, is George Takai? Oh my! Oh my! I need that. I need that. I need that. Get on that, people. Get on that, people. No, but uh, you know the the more I hear about the Torchwood series, uh, the the reboot of it or whatever they're going to call it. Um, is it, it, it's positive. I mean, it sounds like they're t- they're taking it seriously. They're getting good talent. They're doing a good job of you know funding it, and they're taking it seriously. So I, I'm I'm pretty uh, pretty on board with it. Maybe John we'll Delancey will be uh, Captain be, uh, Jack's Captain new fuck buddy. Woohoo! Why? Because that would be awesome. Well, we never Ooh. we never thought Spike was going to end up being that way, and yet he did. And it was awesome. And it was awesome. No? Yes, it yes was. they need to bring him back. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. So, it was, um, it was so, um, okay. It was awesome. It, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Wow. I and, don't know. And, and hey. Warehouse 13 and Warehouse is coming 13 back. Is All sorts of good back. stuff is coming back. Yay! One well, of those you know, things we're, is, we're not is not sanctuary. It is coming oh, back. It's yeah, just I, not a good thing. We're trading out. We're trading out the uh, the fall shows for the summer shows, and so that means you know we're losing some things. Like Fringe is is reaching the end of its run, um, which is probably the saddest thing ever right now. Because if you saw, uh, 
That, if, that was a neutral <laughs> segue. If you've been watching Fringe, uh, it's fantastic. And it the, the yep. preview shots, the trailer for the next two episodes that they showed at the end of yesterday's episode. Wow. Are just, wow. It is going to be insane. Just absolutely insane for the next two episodes. I can't wait. And, and uh, I'm going to be yeah. f- coming into Boston for Comic-Con uh, just before that. So we're going to have to book it. Okay, okay. So we're all going to be at Comic-Con except for, except for Drew. But the rest of us, if you, if you look on our about page, the rest of us are going to be there or be square. But not only that, Drew uh, graciously signed the uh, limited edition Sci-Fi Saturday Night prints we're going to be selling there for the Boston Comic Con. So if you tell me more, and yes, yes, indeed, you can get a print signed by every cast member of Sci-Fi Saturday Night if you can find us. All. If you work for it, that's right. Yes, you And some of us will be hidden. <laughs> Some of us will be working our butts off for our our overlord Kim. Yeah, that's Some true. of us will be <laughs> shopping. <laughs> ooh, ooh, me, me. Seriously, I'm looking through I'm looking through the cash that I'm bringing and I don't think I have enough. Yeah, no, never do. no matter how much money you have, <laughs> you, know? you don't have enough. Because when yeah. I spend my last dime there, I look around and go, oh, crap. Did they take my credit card? And the answer is probably not. Is there a blood bank? Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. That is Boston. Yeah. Guys, so see us at at Boston Comic Con next freaking weekend. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I haven't had enough sleep. (laughs) I know. It's going to be one of those weekends. We will have yeah, a show nice next, week. Show next week. Um, we don't it promise that it will be an hour. It will be an abbreviated Boston Comic Con show. Well, I was going to say, hey, remember years. last week, last year's uh, episode? Did we make it to a half hour? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> we're like, yeah, that we're was like, fun. Yeah, that Good was night, fun. everybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it will be a historic episode because it'll be the first time that we'll all be in the same room. Well, like, except for that we won't because won't, X has decided to go to a drink and draw. Oh, right. No. That's true. Oh, are, we, are we going to the drink and draw? Well, um, we are. <laughs> they are. I am. They are. Do they oh. have Wi-Fi at said bar? We should find out if they have Wi-Fi there. I will be drawing, hence I shall be drinking. Uh, probably. I don't see why not. We need to find out. Boston's a, a, a suburban metropolis. They've got to have Wi-Fi. This is true. This is it's true. a state-of-the-art town, baby. <laughs> okay. I need that oh my yeah, again. Oh my Come on, guys. Come on, oh, guys. Yeah, no kidding. Well, here's a segue. This is Sci Fi Saturday night, right? But what's happening on Fridays, Dome? Well, you know, a couple of couple of things are happening with the website. <laughs> that was weak at best. Sorry. Sorry. Oh. Uh, oh, wow, wow. Couple of couple of new things are happening with the website, and one of the more interesting and important ones for me is that uh, I've got a new feature called uh, Fiction Friday, uh, <laughs> which started out as a Twitter joke, as many things in my life do lately. Uh, 
Oh, isn't that I, cute? I do as I do, and, uh. about about three weeks ago, I was having a particularly bad week, and and I jokingly threw up on my Twitter feed, "Welcome to Vampire Friday. Make your own suck joke," and because you know, just to kind of relieve the uh, the stress of the week, and I started getting you know you know stupid hits back from people all over the place. And when I got home, uh, there were a number of emails that said, what a great idea for a holiday. And then one <laughs> lovely... I not did you get anything from Bill Godfrey, but... <laughs> I, I got a lot of weird stuff in my email about <laughs> Vampire Friday. Not the least of which was a, uh, was a short story that was sent Whoa. to me. And it was sent to me by, by uh, uh, our friend, Samantha Boyette. Shut the front door. Said, oh, front door. Which is how this whole thing. I've. How many times did I send that email <laughs> this week? Shut the front door. Uh, <laughs> oh, I got it a few times. A couple of times. Once or twice. So, yep. Once or twice. In, in doing that, you know, I, I sat down with Kriana and, and said, you know, we should do this. We should do something with this. So we came up with Fiction Friday, and since then, a number of other authors have contacted me about. Fiction Friday and putting up uh, some fiction from writers who are just getting started, just moving along, and want to get their short stories out there for people to read, give them another venue for it, and give our listeners and readers something new for them to look at as well, and a new writer for them to. Who's that at the door? door? <laughs> I don't have the music though. <laughs> Oh, we're amusing ourselves tonight. Ourselves That's the tonight. important That's thing. At this point. <laughs> so I guess every Friday until people run out of uh, stuff to send me, we'll be doing a Fiction Friday every Friday afternoon. Maybe uh, two if they start piling up. Start piling up. Maybe. Maybe. That would work. Who knows? Mm. Well, speaking of... Uh, authors that uh, we've had on the show recently. I did make a promise that uh, Tony Latempio and her faithful companion Rocco are having a fundraiser. Rocco! <laughs> Stop <laughs> trying to segue, okay? okay? You're not as good as Java. <laughs> I know that, but I gotta keep this thing going. Um, all proceeds from the sale of her novel, My Superhero Sister, as well as a portion of sales from No Rest for the Wicca and Raven's Kiss, will be donated to Nathan Fillion's charity, Kids Need to Read. Oh. Very cool. We like yeah. Kids Need to Read. The Brown Coats Redemption <laughs> film supports Kids Need to Read. Um, stuff happens. So if you haven't already picked up all of her novels, now would be the time. Oh, can I just say one other thing while we're talking about Brown Coach Redemption? Yes. Uh, I've had a number of discussions with our, our, our friend uh, Mike Doherty and uh, Mr. Marnick, <laughs> who has been emailing me incessantly going, we're going to be selling these things at, at, the, at Granite State Comic Con, right? We can sell our, our DVDs. Andrew, and I said, Andrew, Andrew, we have a copy Andrew, of the notebook. Andrew, if you're listening out there, waiting for we you. have one. Waiting for you. <laughs> waiting for you. Literally with nice your name on it. With your name on it. 
Signed by all of us here at Sci-Fi Saturday Night. And also a box of Puffs Plus. So, you're all set. We want everybody to know that if you come to Granite State Comic Con, you're going to be able to pick up at our booth a copy of either Blu-ray or regular DVD of Brown Coach Redemption and have it signed by the producer-director and the editor. That would be Mike Doherty and Andrew Marnick. I'll be buying a copy. Are you coming up for that that one? You are now. No. That's the grandest state, Java. You scared us momentarily. But but, uh, there will be a copy for me, right? Sure. We will absolutely make sure there's one for you. Fantastic, because I want that so bad. Regular or Blu-ray? Blu-ray. With sprinkles or without? (laughs) I'd prefer without... without, Please. I'd prefer without physical form, but, you know... Understood. Mm. Speaking of without Speaking physical of without form. Physical form oh, oh, wait, oh, wait, should I write my own segue? Um there there was um a technology post this week on Oh this is this is a really cool one. I like this one. On the Gizmodo. It it's, on the Gizmodo. it's on the Gizmodo. Um basically um, you have an iPad. And your favorite author has an iPad. And you have an op called Autography. And that lets you digitally insert an author's inscription right into your ebook. So at your book signing, you take a picture of yourself and the author with the iPad. And then that gets put onto the author's iPad, which he signs. And then he presses a magical button and it goes to your email inbox. And then you can pop it into your ebook or Facebook or Twitter or your website, your blog. Your mom's so you email. can actually have yeah. your favorite author sign your ebook, which Without, is wow. like signing your physical oh, iPad because that gets awkward after a while. You're like, yeah, I was totally into <laughs> Anne Rice <laughs> like so ten, years ten years ago. <laughs> Sorry, Anne Rice. Sorry, Anne Rice. <laughs> <laughs> I really was into her like ten years ago. She's so like, she's so like Anne Ricey now. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> no, no, no. There, there's the one. There's the other. There's the other Anne that's worse than her, which is uh, Anne McCaffrey. Right? Oh. I'm not making any friends tonight. I'm just not. No, you're not. Totally not. Dragon Riders of Pern is being made into a show. Dragon Riders of Pern is being made into a movie. Everyone wants to know why. Well, there's the school of thought that's saying that they did the wrong film. They did the wrong book. And McCaffrey, McCaffrey has done so many other good series that just because that seems to be the most popular is not really a good reason to turn it into a film. And I had I took issue with that last week anyway, saying that uh, you know I didn't think from a uh, setting point of view it was going to work out. But but you know please. what you know what is working. Please, he's king of segways. Tell me, Game of Thrones. Yeah, right there. Yay! Yay! That one worked. Is it is working? It is working so well. We we don't have very many numbers about the uh, premiere, but I'm gonna say that it was watched. um, 
a shit ton. <laughs> well, it was so good that they've already renewed it for a second season. Yeah, they have got one episode out, and HBO has already renewed it for a second season. That's unheard of. They're not even waiting to see how it does. They <laughs> Screw are, it. Let's just get another right. season going. Another Let's season go. Going. Let's go. But you know what's odd? There's there's a lot of that kind of holy crap. Let's get a second one moving kind of deal going on right now. Thor opened this week in Australia Thor! and blew the doors Thor! off the box. I really want to see that Yeah, me too. And they've already ordered a second movie. Yeah, Thor. Which, yeah, well, God I mean, of it is interesting. All right now. All right now. <laughs> it is interesting to see that um, that they're doubling down on these franchises um, pretty quickly. I mean, they know they're going to be money makers, so they they you know they don't really need to have them prove that they're be- going to be money makers. Unlike at the beginning, when you uh, in the early two thousands, when these m- types of movies and and shows were just starting to get you know going, where you had to prove yourself pretty spectacularly to get any kind of uh, a a contract for another season or another movie. Now they already assume that the movies that bring in that. These types of movies on the in this with this content are going to bring in cash. So it, interestingly, now with Fantastic Four, not quite so much. <laughs> well, because it's a Fantastic movie. Three and a half now, right? Now, right? exactly. But I mean, you know, the first movie was, eh. Second movie was even more, eh. But you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. This from the man who fought me tooth and nail when that movie was out, and you were like, "This is a wonderful film." Yes, it and is. Said, no, it. You just said it's eh. Just because it's eh doesn't look. Yes, it I does. Was, <laughs> you have been caught, sir. You have when, been caught in a contradiction. Uh, absolutely not. Let me um, like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my and god. No, 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 sorry. No, 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 <laughs> I think that this is Bizarro Dome, which would mean you're what? The cube? <laughs> Bizarro. The Thunderdome. We're pretty sure someone else is the Thunderdome. <laughs> it's a wonderful film. It's meh. <laughs> and who's that at the door? And not a great film. It sure can. Now you can sit there and go. You know, okay. You can sit there and okay. take all you want, but about a B film is always going to be a B film. It's not going to be a blockbuster. I, I mean, you know, David no Chirpin, said it was a blockbuster. Incredible shrinking woman. Any of those films from the fifties wouldn't make a scratch today. Because people go, it's either a blockbuster it make scratch or it's a scratch. Are you very gangster? Right. Wait. Wait. <laughs> the Incredible Shrinking Woman was actually a film from 1980 starring Lily Tomlin and it stunk on ice. The Incredible Shrinking Woman was actually done in 1954 with Myrna Loy. Look it up. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, we're getting a little battle. heated here. Wow, here. 
We're throwing down the pocket protectors now. God damn it, right we are. But my just teach you a lesson, son of a bitch. <laughs> Throwdown with Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Lily Tomlin did was just horrific. Yeah, I agree with you there. But, you know, if you're going to have a B-movie, it's going to be a B-movie. It's okay that it's a B-movie. It can still be an okay movie. It's not going to be great. Well, you said it but was the great, and then it wasn't great, great. so you need to own up so to, to your own contradiction, up now. contradiction now. I do not contradict. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Get off my All right, and with that, we're bringing in our guest. Uh, I'm calling an end to this. I'm bringing in Thomas Gofton. Thank you. Okay, that's, that's just the end of this. That's just the end of this. Boy, don't you hope Thomas hasn't been listening for the past half hour? Yes. <laughs> Hi, Thomas. I How's it going? Stop fighting. Shit. Crap. You guys in your brawl. Don't you understand? You think you say you say that movies from back then won't make a scratch today. However, if you notice that most of Hollywood are remakes of back then, which are blockbusters of today. So therefore make more than a scratch. They make a dent. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're my man, Thomas. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, from Mind's Eye series, Mr. Thomas Gofton. How are you, sir? I'm, um, I'm defeated. <laughs> I'm beat. I'm tired. <laughs> but I'm good. It's been a long road. It's been a, it's long, been a long time. Yeah. The finale in airs on May 5th. It certainly does. I'm excited. And congratulations excited. for making it this far, sir. That's right. Thanks. You guys, you guys were around from the beginning before we even launched the show. So it's, yeah, we were uh, excited before we were anyone cool. thought it was anyone cool. Was so cool. there. So there. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully after you've seen it, you still think it's cool. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Are you kidding? We, we've watched this sucker evolve. And these kid actors have gotten so much better, and the story has some real cohesion to it. I'm liking the hell out of it. And I'm just concerned about what happens. Oh, well, it's a big one. Did you guys go on the site and vote? So I was actually wondering about that. How did you come up with those choices? Was it popular choices from a community, or was it just, you're screwing with us? Well, I guess the best thing to do is say, is I don't know. I can't really tell <laughs> without giving anything away. But uh, you know, yeah, the, the writer and I actually—I'll just say the writer and I—we we we, uh, we uh, figured out some things that we could say. And and the cool thing is, is that there is one of them there that actually is accurate to what is going on. But um, they're all fairly similar, so really, uh, you, you don't really know which one it's going to be. So we kept it. It's well, it's well buried, that's for sure. And even if you did figure out which one it was, you still won't figure out what, what's going to happen at the end there. I bet it's all of them. I bet no. it's all, all of them are true. All of them are true. It could be. <laughs> we just cram it all in <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I really doubt that Mind's Eye is going to go the way of Lost. <laughs> Please don't. Oh. Where they just throw everything at you, and then all of a sudden there's this this manhole cover. You know what? <laughs> well, you know some of, some of the comments that I've got, some of the some of the uh, the feedback that I've received from people um, at conventions and stuff that I've gone to since the show has been that they've. They felt that it's at the beginning it's a bit like lost in the sense that they are lost. They have no idea what's going on. 
um, I get them to go to the site and read all the background information, and they come back and go, oh, it makes more sense now. But um, it is it is a, an interesting um, new kind of story. So it, I find that my biggest frustration has been just trying to get it out there and, and have people understand this concept. It's, it's, it's weird, you know? So I don't know. Um, at first I thought, oh, man, my show sucks. People, don't, <laughs> people aren't going to like it. But then uh, later on, getting some more feedback, it wasn't that they didn't like it. It's just that they just didn't get it right away. It took me, I'll be honest with you, it took me about probably till episode three where it began to really gel for me. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing that I heard from a lot of other people who were listening to it, too. Uh, but, you know, part of that is, in fact, the format that you put it in, the short-form format, where you don't have that much time to do all that much. Yeah, that was. Uh, that's. Uh, I'll admit that that idea was. It has its. Uh, it has its. Uh, I had my theories behind it, but uh, I don't think it worked so well. So next time, next round, we definitely won't be making them so short. They'll be more condensed. In hindsight, I think we could have we could have done with twelve episodes and condensed them all. So and that would have been a little bit better. And I think from our, judging from, I mean, the writer and I, the writer's from comedy background, and so. You know, in comedy, the objective is to get in, you make your point, and get the hell out. And so that was kind of the method that I think we, we had, not basing it off of comedy, but we thought about. And in this particular case, uh, because we're dealing with fantasy and, a, and a superheroism and adventure and all this like stuff that requires ridiculous amounts of exposition to even put yourself into a point of being able to enjoy the story, three to five minutes is not enough to... You know, to to really sink in what's going on, and so that's why I think we we, we may have we don't, I wouldn't say we erred, but that's where we could have made a change. I agree with yeah, that, but, I, mean, but I, I think but that I, I think that what would help me, I I guess me, I, not everyone guess does this, is does when this, I get to a point, I'm like, to a point, I'm like, who is that again? Who is that again? What's he supposed what's to be? Supposed I, to I just be? go look I through. The bios or the bios stories or and, the be like, and be like Western Samurai. Western Samurai. Got, it. Got it. And then go back and, and yeah. then it would make more and sense make more going sense. forward. Right. But I can see how not everyone would think to do that. Yeah. And that's why we're doing a lot of the transmedia stuff. That's why we have short stories and, and we have web comics coming soon, a video game, a role playing game and, and, and there's a lot of things that we're doing that explains other portions of the story. Um, to the population so that they get a full grasp on it. I, I mean, The Matrix did this too. I mean, The Matrix, when it first came out, had people, people were boggled. They didn't understand what the hell was going on. And then, then they had an anime and some comics, a whole pile of crazy stuff to become a video game. And in all these things, they had bits of exposition to explain really the overtone of the story. And then if you were to do all these extra things and then watch The Matrix again, suddenly it makes, it has like 85,000 more layers to it. You're going, oh, wow, this is really good. So I think, uh, we just need to keep pushing the, the uh, transmedia stuff, the extra uh, materials out to people to have them read and sort of understand really wh- why the nuances of the characters are the way they are. You know. So, so Thomas, why don't we go back a little bit? And uh, The last time we talked to you was before the series actually launched. I think we saw a trailer or a small, a small preview of it. Wh- how, how has the series um, been received? What, what's happened with you guys over the course of that time period? Well, we've, uh, for the, for over the holidays, we pretty much locked ourselves into the studio to work on post. And uh, there's no, there are no real cons or any real uh, attention given to much media uh, during the holiday season. So, you know, things kind of went for a dip. Uh, and then once things started to pick up again in February, 
we noticed that uh, it's starting to really gain momentum, especially since we've been doing the con circuit again, going to conventions literally all over the place. That can only uh, help. The journey for us has... I'm sorry? I said that can only help. Can only we help. noticed the same thing oh, with, with, with listeners to our listeners podcast. To our podcast. Literally, the week literally after the week and for after months after we go to a show, go our, show our listeners our go, listeners up, go crazily. up crazily. Mm-hmm. So I think it's been an endurance trial for sure. I mean, uh, our, our friendships have, are strong, so we, we haven't had any of those strains or issues really. Uh, luckily for me, uh, you know, our, our sig- well, for a bunch of us, our significant others, they're in the industry in some capacity or form, so they understand the 24-hour days for seven days a week kind of thing. Uh, it's, it's been, uh, a battle from technology to, uh, time limits. I mean, we've, we've had to aggressively meet a, a launching schedule every week and we have so many different factors to consider. I mean, everything on the show is original, even, uh, like the special effects, they, I mean, the, the special effects supervisor, he, he, he tends to, you know, he'll have, uh, he'll use special effects, but he won't, he'll see a special effect and he won't just use it. He'll go and recreate something to try and give it something, an original feel to it. So a lot of the special effects in there are original as well. So that takes a lot of time. And our score is original. And then, you know, hey, so Thomas, a lot of things. Can, can I say something about your special effects? As, yeah. as the show moved, progressed through the series, the effects got more and more complex. Mm-hmm. And got real judicious with them. In the last episode, the one that uh, was it episode 21, uh, where Ilya's on the beach at the very end of it, walking off into the water. Mm-hmm. That that one little effect that was a very effects-free for the most part episode. They were only very judiciously placed, and that last effect right at the end of the episode was just really well placed, well done. I mean, oh, you, guys, you guys have gotten really, really good at that, and. You know, it's it's really easy. We see a lot of these where they'll either do absolutely nothing and it's very flat, or they just go overboard with their whatever effects system that they have, and like you know everything's flashing and, and you get a headache mm-hmm. two minutes into it. This well, we were very self conscious about that. I uh, thank you by the way. I should thank uh, Nick. He's the uh, he's the special effects supervisor. He's done all of the effects himself. Um, so. I can't take any claim to that, uh, but you know, we've been we've been pretty uh, we've been pretty good at keeping each other in check. I mean, Tom and I, the co-creator, him and I are are, uh, are totally different when it comes to creative uh, likes. And so the, the fact that him and I are able to work together is such a good uh, friendship with such a good friendship. But to keep each other in check, like I'll, I'll look at him now and I'll say, "Do you think this is this is too much?" And if he's self-conscious about it, he'll say yes. And and then likewise, if he does, if he recommends something, and I turn and go. No, I don't think that'll work. You know, we're both really good at understanding each other's perspectives and listening to each other. So that uh, way we don't, uh, even, there's been no toe-stepping whatsoever on this. Um, you know, and I've, as a director and as a creator, I've given a lot of freedoms to the team. In other words, I've, I've trusted a lot in, in them. And I'll say to Nick, you know, do this special effect for me, please. I want it to look like this. And I won't even worry about it. And I'll, quite often not, he'll give me something that I, well, is far beyond my expectations anyhow. So I'm happy. And I mean, they're not like, it's not like Avatar, but we're pretty damn good for what we're doing, I think. You do okay. you're doing a terrific job. You know what? I Screw mean, you know, Avatar though. Avatar, I mean though. you know what? Really? Here here is a prime <laughs> example of this. Being human. Being human. American versus American British. Versus American being right. human right. went freaking nutso, went nutso on, the on the ghost effects with what's her name? Seriously, I forget her name. Seriously, I forget her name. 
Anyone? Not Anyone? That, uh, Not important. No. Not important. What's Bueller? your face? The yeah, ghost Bueller. girl. The ghost girl. I, I guess it's a different right. name between the American and the British one, anyway. The British one, they're really subtle, and they only do them occasionally. And at that point, you're like, oh, sh yeah, she's a ghost. And it sort of reminds you, because she comes off as so human, that it really makes the point of the show. Whereas the Siffy series just totally bashes you over the head with it, so you can't forget. And I know what you mean. I feel the same way about Star Wars, actually. And exactly. lightsabers. Exactly. Yeah, there, the there's something to be said for not doing ones, that. You know, the original ones, you saw a lightsaber, like, what? Um, every, every once in a while, a lightsaber would come out, and it was, like, really special and cool. And then in, in the newer ones, you got, like, this Braveheart scene in a cathedral or in a big open <laughs> coliseum. Yeah. Yep. 75 yep. Jedis running side by side. Now, you can't even see what's going on, on the screen because it just looks like a wall of light. And I'm thinking, okay, now I'm oversaturated, you know, I'm... I don't need to. I'm drunk and I'm puking now, and I don't like this feeling. So oh. let's go back to let's go back to Jedi's being, you know, interesting and cool and, and mysterious. And hey, why don't we describe it too while we're at it? You know, describe this to the Force and ruin everything while we're. At it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. I know. <laughs> There's this, like, out there. <laughs> yeah, so, a little bit of right. resentment, hiding, hiding in there. None. Getting back to Mind's Eye, um, I, I saw online that uh, you actually won an award. You were like in the top ten web series of 2010. Um, yeah, there was two, I think. There was um, the Indie Intertube Awards. Yeah. And we got an award there. We were, we were the, I think we were fourth or fifth on top series for, for 2010. And then we, uh, we actually went down to L.A. recently uh, for the L.A. Web Fest, and we received an award there for... Um, outstanding uh, under the category of outstanding horror sci-fi fantasy series, and then we also won an award for score and theme song. So it was pretty cool. It's neat, neat to have that. That's that was new and humbling kind of thing. Actually, say, now that you mentioned it, the score is really good. Really good. I was going to mention that yes, it the score itself is is. Uh, who did the score, by the way? His name is uh, well, the, the guy who played the wizard Darius, uh, the old the old wizard. He's the, he's the composer. Wow. So he. So he's uh, Michael, Michael uh, Hamilton. Yeah, well, almost all of us on the, uh, the the cast there have some capacity to form. The, the pirate lady was, uh, she was our assistant director. Um, the, the Darius Wizard was our, was our composer. Tom and I are co-creators and directors. And uh, uh, let's see, I think the only two that really weren't um, part of the, uh, the, 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 the cast that's in the background would be our sound designer and our special effects guy and our cinematographer but even the sound guy he had his cameo he was the the janitor in the uh that got killed in episode 12 oh Dolgrat demon yeah so everyone gets their cameos and stuff that's fun that's fun <laughs> it's like so brown coats now, redemption, think, uh, redemption. Yeah. 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 or stan lee in every marvel movie oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, gotta got get the cameo in there somewhere and that's right it was, good, it was a good cameo for him so but uh, I, and now we're at this point where I guess we're um, we're launching twenty two. I'm sorry, twenty three next next week, and then yeah, then we're in the the uh, theater. We're showing a we're showing the whole thing in the theater for the, the cast and crew and whichever guests are local that want to come and anybody that right. wants to come. Right now, that's that's the Sharp Cuts Indie Music and Film Festival, right? No, that's that's this week. That's a whole different. That's a whole different. That's just the festival we're in. 
but uh, for the finale episode, the night that, that we're going to be launching the finale, we're going to be having a big, uh, all the cast and crew is going to go to limos and they're going to this big, the big, uh, basically it's the AMC for you guys. It looks like a big theater. And, nice. uh, and we're going to have a big, some like a black tie affair for them all to go. It's a, a premiere, I guess you'd say. It's a, a premiere That's for the show. Cool. And we're going to stitch the whole show together like a feature. And then, and then at the end, everyone will have a chance to watch the whole show without any of the 8 million minutes of credits and stuff at the beginning. They'll <laughs> <laughs> have a chance to uh, uh, watch the whole show straight through, and then we'll go right into the fi- final episode so, we'll, so everyone will be caught up. And then, and then afterwards, we'll all come back to the studio, and uh, there's going to be a big reception here, and then we're all going to be around to launch it online live. So it should be a good time. I'm, it's, it's I'm glad you can joke crew. about the length of the, of the credits at the beginning. <laughs> Oh, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. I mean, you know, when when you uh, if I didn't, we'd be we'd be cocky, and then no one would like us. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, like, you got to be as a, as a filmmaker and an artist out there. You know, you have to be able to understand when you make an error. One of the errors was that okay, absolutely, we, we the credits were a little too like too repetitive, but. Uh, my only justification for keeping it is that I didn't want to do a, a, a sub, like a quick version of the credits. And I didn't want to stiff out any of the cast that were special guests that episode. And the only way I could get them out there is to have that section where they would have their credit theme. And there's a few people that actually just like to watch it like as if it's a TV show and they like to watch the credits to get the full experience. So we were able to tailor to them. And I guess for YouTube viewers and stuff like that, I mean, you could always just skip forward. But yeah, it was, it was a, it is a bit, it is a bit, <laughs> bit much. <laughs> so the, the other justification now... for it, sorry, I was like, the other justification no, I... for it was that a lot of blogs and stuff are sapping various episodes and they're putting those episodes on the blog. And if that's the first time viewers uh, version of the episodes, I thought the credits were one of the better sections of the show. And so I figured if people were watching various episodes at the beginning, then they would they would need to see the you know get snagging with the credits kind of thing, and then and then we're good from there. But as a as a viewer who's watching the show at, on the site weekly, yeah, it can be repetitive. And I apologize to all those viewers up there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's one of the things that we've learned from is from series one. What mm-hmm. happens now? Well, we are on a couple of distribution networks on the web. We're getting way more hits than we ever thought we'd get, and so we're starting to gain some some momentum. A lot of people have asked us when we go to cons and stuff, we get a lot of interviews from press, and they ask where we're going to go with it. And we, the way I tell people is that I'm not closing any door or any option, but if I have a choice, it'll be to maintain the integrity and the rights within ourselves in-house so that way we can continue to tell the story the way we want it to and the way the fans want it to. One of the things I don't want to have happen is I don't want a network producer or network anybody to come and take control and tell us what we have to do because they think that's what the fans want. Um, they don't know the vision. This is something I've lived since I was 12 years old. And this, is how, I mean, this, this all stemmed from me stick fighting in the woods with my friends when I was 12. So nobody knows really how to tell the story other than myself and now you know, my family, the team here at the studio. And so I don't really want anyone to take control of that. It's not worth money to me or to any of us who would, you know, all the kids would get shafted to have someone come and say, like Disney come and say, we really like this idea. We're going to buy it off you and redo the whole thing. Well, all the people that put the free effort and the sweat and, the, you know, the tears and all the strength to put into the show, what are they going to get in the end, right? 
Screw you, so Fox. It's about Fox. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, at the same time, though, if you just keep doing your own thing, I mean, Felicia Day in the Guild, she just kept doing her own thing. And before you know it, you have Microsoft knocking on our door saying, look, you're pulling in a million views per episode, and we would really like it if Microsoft's logo was on your show at the beginning. So here's a million dollars, go make another season, and just put, you know, presented by Microsoft. And I think that's, that's where I would like to go. I'd like to find the momentum build um, to, to a point where, you know, a major company with ethics, too, I would stay away from Coca-Cola, but a major company with ethics <laughs> would come up and say... Stay away from Microsoft, <laughs> would come too. Up and say, well, that's true, but, you know, so, you know, I'm saying, hey, listen, uh, we like your show, we really want to, we really want to uh, promote something on your show, so here's, uh, you know, a million dollars, I'll take 100000 that'll start, and, you know, make another season, or make some more episodes, and, and just put presented by, and I think that's where I'd like to go, that way we get the integrity to, to keep making the show the way we want it, um, well, but as for season two, we've actually got uh, some, we've got some, some great, uh, News, but we can't really launch it yet until some stuff has been documented legally. But uh, we got our first couple of little stars, I think, that we're going to be like names that you guys would know would be, uh, you know, in the preliminary stages of joining the, the team for season two, which is another direction is to get more draw power. And now that we got the first season in, under the under the belt, provided uh, it maintains the integrity and caliber of web shows and like out there, we, we can use that at these conventions to solicit more talented people to join in uh, with some name power as cameos for season two. So, then, so when they, you know, when they officially seeing, sign on, you're going to bring them on our show, right? Sure. You'll hear, you'll hear it for sure. Um, you'll, you'll know. I'll, I'll, I'll just give you a little hint, but uh, all I got to say is it has something to do with the AMC. So anyway, but it's pretty, but it's pretty Ooh. cool. Um, and if things work out, uh, then yeah, that would be a, one of part of our leverage is to get some investors online to to put some funding in for season two, so we can up the bar. Right? I mean, this is indie still, and and I, I appreciate that a lot of people out there really like the effects and stuff we're doing. But we have so much more that we want to show, and so much more that we feel that we you know, we want Koji, we want to show Koji the ninja running on to, on rooftops and jumping from building to building, but we can't do that with our budget constraints. So mm. you know, we want to we want to up the budget a bit so that as each season progresses, the people will have a chance to see. Um, the show a little more entertaining, right? So, hopefully, fingers crossed. Wow. Sorry, I'm just enjoying I'm the just rumpus enjoying in our chat room, room right now. Chat room right now. <laughs> oh, cool! Why? What's going on in the chat room? Fox deserved it. Good. Why? What's going on in the chat room? Tell me. Um, people um, are just people are just liking that I liking yelled, that at I Fox. yelled at Fox. <laughs> Oh okay. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it sounds uh, like it sounds like Mind's Eye is uh, is uh, set for the future. I'm really excited to see what happens. To you guys. Yeah, we're working at it, and uh, I'm really hoping that uh, Tom, I love you, <laughs> Rob, at the same time. Do you know that person? <laughs> I hope you know them. Yeah, you guys should go. You guys could ch check the site out. It's called ScreenRant.com, and he's got GameRant.com too. It's pretty cool. He goes into rants and stuff about, uh, or he reviews uh, movies and, and videos and things. It'd be kind of cool. Sounds he's like don't. Sounds like show, don't. So. <laughs> yeah, pretty much does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> does he pontificate cool. as well as I do? I was, was going to say, is now the time to mention that we're always looking for new writers? <laughs> it's always the time to mention that. There you yeah. go. Good. Make the plug. 
new writers, new advertisers, gobs of free cash. We're we're wide open to suggestions. This is totally. true. <laughs> here, here. So you guys are talking about the Fiction Fridays? So, Fiction Friday, yes, yes it's, our new, it's our new. Go ahead, Dome. That's your Dome, baby. Go ahead, that's it's your, your baby. baby. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh my God, Brian <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> wow. Okay, somebody has to slap X right now. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Fiction Friday started as a joke by me on Twitter and uh, actually turned into a kind of a fixture that we're going to start uh, pushing through now. So uh, to all those people listening in the uh, chat room, you got a short story that you'd like, uh, post it up on the website. There's a link on the Fiction Friday post and just uh, it, it sends an email directly to moi. Which is moi at sci fi Saturday night.com. Actually, it's the dome <laughs> at sci fi Saturday night.com. So, so. We're close. Or, or <laughs> we, you can send it to, any of, us, it to really. any of us, really. Absolutely. Yeah. We claim no ownership, we send you no money. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get the feeling you know how that works, don't you, Tom? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know. But I gotta say one thing, Susan. I'm glad that after all this time, you guys are still kicking it, and you know it's it's good to see that the podcast is still running. I uh, I'm hoping that once this uh, once I'm done with this finale and I have a chance to take a little bit of a breather, I can actually start to do things uh, a little more socially, like engage in things like this. Uh, honestly, the last couple of months, I, I've even neglected like family and friends because it's just been me and three or four four other of us that have been battling the grim war of making sure that we get our launching schedule out. So, you know, I've got to give a shout out to Tom, our writer. And, uh, you know, he's been doing a lot of behind the scenes editing as well. Uh, Nick, special effects has been going like crazy. Soch has been working on audio. Aaron Soch, he's, you know, fantastic sound designer. And then to Zeke, you know, Mike Hamilton, the Darius, the wizard doing the, the score. We've all been, you know, slaving and burning the midnight oil. So kudos to those guys and kudos to you guys for, for uh, hosting uh, the show and having us as a guest. We really appreciate it. Hey, we love having you guys on. You oh, know, yeah, it's, anytime. It's really, great. it's really great when there's quality work out there that we can then take and go and bring to our listeners. Uh, it's important. And this is, this is, you know, we knew. It was funny because when we saw you guys at uh, Wizard World, Actually, yeah, actually, it was when when Sombrarian and I first saw them at Wizard World because y'all didn't come out for Friday. We were like, we were like, these guys are awesome. You have to get over there and watch that trailer because this is gonna be awesome. And you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then you went and watched the trailer. And you were like, oh, you're right. It is gonna be so awesome. Told ya. No, it's funny. We look back at the trailer now, and we think, "Wow!" Like some of the, the trailers, some of the effects were very primitive in, in our minds. We're like, "Jeez, we should be doing the trailer now." <laughs> yeah, it's been a learning curve. So, are you guys going to any cons other than New England? Uh, so, no, we're doing so, Boston so. here and uh, New Hampshire at the Granite Comic Con. Those are those oh. are the two we're out to. Unfortunately, we'd love to be able to go to San Diego, but we but, need a sponsor to be able to do that. Yeah, that's no. right. Yeah, that's Diego, right. But, uh, we're going down, so it's going to be pretty crazy. But we won't be uh, we won't be at New England this year, though. It's just sad. Oh, that is sad. Yeah, yeah it, it was. It's uh, we had to pick our convention list this year very carefully. 
um, because we we had to sort of get the biggest uh, bang for the buck. And New England was kind of kind of uh, it was good. It was a good little con, but compared to doing something like Dragon Con or San Diego Comic Con, we really needed to to choose that. You know, we needed to go to San Diego and to Atlanta, and going to those two places is pretty much gonna. You know, I have to go to my local bank and get another another credit card. But, you know, hey, we'll get there. <laughs> well, you know, okay, I'm just going to throw this out there, and maybe it's just me. But sometimes the mid-to-small-sized cons, I think, are more of a bang for your buck than the large cons. And they are. i got to admit to you, they are. Maybe not Wizard World, because Wizard World really commercializes them. That's but, uh, true. But, some of the, uh, but we love them the anyway. We love them anyway. Cons, uh-huh. Oh, me, me uh-huh. too. We're going to five Wizard Worlds this year, actually. Um, <laughs> wow, nice. Wow. But uh, the we, we just came back from Newfoundland on the East Coast, and it's like it's called Sci-Fi on the Rock, which is a little con. It was so small. It was only about 1,500 people. But, you know, we, we moved so much merchandise there. We moved more merchandise there than we did at the 30,000-plus con of Wizard World in Toronto. Um, and, and I think it was because these people had a chance to really, we had a chance to talk to people for more than just... That's the key. Yes. Absolutely. You have a chance to actually connect with people and they're not so overwhelmed with, you know, the eight jillion yeah. booths that they're like, okay, a fantasy web series moving on. <laughs> exactly. Well, in New York, we were just handing them out, like we were shooting cards up like ninja stars at people here. And then you see them on the floor later. You see them on the floor later and stuff, right? But at these other cons, they, they, they'll stop and look and they'll actually ask you, what's this about? And you don't have to be like, I'll read about it later, buddy, keep moving. You actually can say, well, it's about this. You know, and then they become your fan. And then the next day they come back and say, I watched your show. And they buy a shirt, a DVD. <laughs> way they go. Right. I, I will say I, this, I that, say if this that if... The series, the series had been out had been when out. we met you when at Wizard World, New, New England. England. We would have gone right would have back gone right to my apartment and watched it. Yep, absolutely. Oh, we, we were like, we, we can were we like, wait can until this comes until out? I'm not sure. Sh- I mean, obviously we could because we had to. But We're going to jump off a bridge in anticipation. You know, the, the New England Comic Con is not until the end of October, so, I mean, if things are working out in a positive light and we have a chance to come there, we will, obviously. So, here's hoping. You, you never know what's going to happen between now and then. We might get some sponsorship, we might get picked up, we might, who knows, right? It's oh, all about a, the, uh, a, the success of the show. I mean, Boston Comic Con is growing is rapidly, growing but it rapidly, still but feels it like a small feels show, feels to show to me. Mm-hmm. And I love Boston. I was such a great place. I had more fun, actually, in Boston. And just just checking the place out. Even though my hockey team's going to destroy you guys in the Stanley Cup. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you, wish. you wish. You wish. <laughs> I am a Montreal fan. So I, I've been enjoying the rivalry between the two teams. And I've enjoyed that rivalry since I was a kid. So it's just do not wear the Canadian shirt when you come down. Yeah, no, that's not a great idea, actually. One of the girls I work with actually went to McGill in Montreal. And she did wear a Canadian shirt on the tee. And, um... That didn't end well. That didn't end well. <laughs> didn't end well. <laughs> didn't end well. Oh, well, it's been a good rivalry, and I look forward to seeing you guys golfing. You know, it's better than a Yankees shirt. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sure. Up here, it's better than the Maple Leafs shirt. As long as you're not wearing a Toronto Maple Leafs shirt, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, call them the Toronto, I call them the Toronto Make Me Laugh, but I'm pretty sure... Whoa! Oh! Oh! Snap. Okay, there's not a lot of rivalry. Come on, Robbie. <laughs> going to say something in a second. But anyhow, uh, yeah, it's been good. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. No uh, problem. 
We love the series. If you haven't seen the series, the link is going to be on the website. Go down, take an hour down, uh, and watch the entire 22 because the best is yet to come. We're looking forward to a second season from you. And we hope thank you, guys. All right. Thomas, right, we'll thank, you you thank you so much. Oh, is we'll it the time for me to start the music now? <laughs> it's time for you to start the music. <laughs> I think it is. Okay, then. Okay, then. Oh, and what a coming up calendar we have for you this week, my friends. Next week, meet the Sci-Fi Saturday Night cast at the Boston Comic-Con on April 30th and May 1st. Then on May 7th, we do a Robert Anton Wilson tribute special featuring Disinformation and Dangerous Minds founder Richard Metzger. On May 14th, Mike Dougherty and Andrew Marnick give us the latest update on the Browncoats Redemption phenomenon. And on May 15th, you can meet the Sci-Fi Saturday Night cast at the Granite State Comic Con. On May 21st, S.J. Wright reveals her latest novel, The Vampire's Warden. Woohoo! <laughs> and on June 4th, we have an Isaac Asimov tribute episode featuring some guy named Ben Bova. Shut I've heard of this guy! <laughs> I know this guy! We may have talked to him before, a long time ago. Uh, even better this time. And then on June 18th, fresh, fresh from happy hour at Callahan's Cross Time Saloon, author Spider Robinson. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Boston Comic-Con coming up on April 30th and of Comic Art House, your one and only source for original comic artwork. Visit Bob M at ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is one of the official podcasts of the Granite State Comic-Con coming up on May 15th. Tonight's outro music is provided by Zanois. Pick up their CD, The Benevolent Beast, on iTunes. So. I want to thank Thomas Gofton of The Mind's Eye. Season 1 has been just a lot of fun. I can't wait to see how it ends. Uh, from the Alston Brighton Hellmouth outside of Boston, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana, thank you! Come along, Pond! From the Four Color Vault of Comics, great thanks to Illustrator X and the Dead Redhead. Yeah, that's great. Doctor Who's on. <laughs> I'm going to be eating some white chocolate peanut butter eggs. <laughs> and from Outpost Gallifrey, it's the gaming editor. Thank you, Java. I'm sorry, I'm distracted. I just started watching Doctor Who. (laughs) 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 And this is Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everybody. Stetsons are cool. Stetsons are cool.